0: welcome you're tuned into the living in rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm i'm sister sunday and i came here to let my soul shine it's a lifestyle you know what i'm saying This sesh, we're gonna dive into some divine timing. There's an evolutionary cosmic moment occurring in the next week or so, and we want to sync up with it. So we're gonna talk about that, which happens to be the nose of the moon. And we're gonna talk about the sun in Capricorn. It's been a while, you know, had a couple weeks off, so I want to talk about Capricorn and the evolution of the zodiac into the sign of Capricorn. And we have the moon waning. From that beautiful Cancerian moon, we have the moon waning towards a last quarter square. So we want to talk about that. And then Mars is going direct for the first time since October. That's going to feel good. But the big story really is with the nodes of the moon. There's going to be some squares. There's going to be some trines. And in this node of the moon, we're really just learning how to use our intuition, develop our new value systems, and trust. Trust ourselves This is the message It keeps coming through And through this trust The self-trust that we're developing We're going to experience waves of contentment Knowing thyself Knowing thy chart Knowing thy center Yeah Waves of contentment as opposed to waves of funk, if you know what i mean. <laughs> so, let's take a moment to tune in and then we'll we'll see how we can what we can learn from these cosmic moments that are coming up. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, start to feel into your center of gravity. Feel your energy grounding, grounding into the earth, anchoring into the center of the planet, the core center of the planet. Feeling yourself so grounded in that core center. Start to invite the energy and your awareness up into the vertical axis. That goes through your central nervous system, through your spinal column, out your crown, and into the field beyond. And then start to take up the space into the horizon, the horizontal axis, which happens to be the peripheral. It's the periphery of your field, it's the front and the back. And then all the diagonals between that, we want to tune into and feel of a presence and a pulsing vibration in the center, very grounded, but very rhythmic and vital. This is our, this is our rhythmic resonance, as I like to call. We all have our resonant, resonant frequency. It's the base frequency of us. And I just, I've been practicing this more and more in my day to day of just being able to really tune in and feel that internal rhythm, my pace, my rhythm, as opposed to society and the Gregorian calendar and schoolwork, blah, 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 all the things that, that structure time and space. I'm looking to really hold my, I'm practicing this art and science of living in rhythm, which is really holding a, a base frequency. That is my signature frequency. Now, how do we do this? How do we do this? Well, there's a lot of ways, but through the core calibration that we practice in this podcast, this core calibration really gives us an opportunity to to not only feel that center of gravity in the vertical and horizontal axis of our field, but also to tune into the heartbeat. Our rhythmic pulse is, is, it's, 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 carried through the heartbeat. And which brings me basically to the breath. So the heartbeat and the breath are synonymous. They work so deeply together. And the more we can understand that our our breath's rhythmic timing helps to facilitate the heartbeat's natural rhythmic timing in its own pace, they work together to create energy, circulation, and vitality in the system as a whole. And so it's really not lost on me that these last few years have been very much about breathing and our ability to stay healthy in our respiratory system. And I am just, I feel like moving into the future, this is something we really want to double down on as far as like practicing a rhythmic breath, our own rhythmic timing. So in our breathing and really completing breath rather than having a shallow breathing, or even if we're holding breath like really see if there's places where we're holding the breath versus like you know letting it come letting it flow really and so there's the breath piece and then there's also this piece of really being able to to use that breath and that heartbeat that rhythmic resonance to then tune into our nervous system to use the breathing and the rhythmic timing to help with to help regulate and calm the nervous system, particularly the central nervous system. This is our mainframe of our of our entire human physical being and the brain and the central nervous system. And it, it is electrified and regulated through the heartbeat and the breath. So all of these things are super connected and symbiotic. They work together. They also are dependent on one another to really be at to to be at its at that the highest at the highest functioning level or i say highest but i really mean like it, it to be at a to be at a steady st- a steady healthy pace and that's the thing i i feel like so when when we're gonna tune in a little bit more pres, you know, a little bit more deeply here in a moment, but and as we do that, as we tune in a little bit deeper, in a moment, see if you can't start to just develop a connection and a relationship to yourself, your true center of gravity, to understand your breath's rhythmic timing to when we tune into the vertical and the horizontal field to as we tune into the space bubble itself to start to t- to recognize and witness your own patterns your own nature the more you the all of us the more that we all learn to keep this connection clear and solid, the more that we're going to be able to connect with our nervous system, we're going to be able to connect with our intuition, our ability to for our body to communicate. It's a body, mind, spirit communication that we're developing here. And it's really through presence and awareness. And so as you calibrate the core, when when we use core calibration as a practice, it is specifically designed to focus on anchoring the center of gravity to tuning in and becoming aware to just make a moment of of awareness to check in with the field, the space bubble, the horizontal axis and the vertical axis of the center. And again, by doing that, we'll start to hopefully I'll just share my own experience because that's what I have. My experience, when I tune into my field, it's a common thread that the, I just make the joke that the lower right quadrant of my field is a little stagnant. So I have to intentionally breathe and focus vitality, circulation, energy to that area in my bubble in order to actually develop or in order to bring balance into my system. That's what I do. And I know that about myself. And that's kind of the thing is there's this practice of truly knowing thyself. We want to know ourselves through our mind. We want to know ourselves through our body. We want to know ourselves through our spirit. And that's the relationship that I'm hoping to share with you. I hope you're getting it as I share these podcasts with you that you're receiving as an insight and a sense of how to develop these relationships with yourself so that you can really use these tools that I use in my own life, in the day-to-day life to connect with myself, to move energy when necessary and honor when the energy doesn't feel like it's moving and to not force it. There's a, there's a balance between all of these things. And, and again, the more we make a relationship and a connection to ourselves in that, then we can learn to see like, what's the true, what's my range of motion here? That's the physical part, right? What's my range of motion in my actions? What are my range? What's my range of motion emotionally? What's my range of motion energetically? My auric range of motion. You know, so there's, there's lots and lots of layers and it's a lifelong practice. It's a lifestyle. So that is, um, yeah. Welcome back. I'm excited. Okay, so let's take a moment to just anchor into the earth one more time to fine-tune our center of gravity as you deeply breathe in your own breath's rhythmic timing. The inhale, gracefully following the exhale in your own timing. You want to anchor into the earth, feel that rootedness in the center, core center of this planet that we we live on. It's blue and green planet, star, anchor in. And then use your breath, use your visualization to draw yourself up and through that anchor away from that anchor into the space above. And that's the question. What's the range of motion? How far can you expand and still feel anchored? that's the grace. So you don't want to go too far that you lose the anchor, but you don't want to short yourself either. So we're just developing a connection with this. Take a few more rounds of breath and then bring your awareness then into the peripheral field, the horizontal field. And as you tune into your right side and your left side, the front of you, the back, the space behind you, Start to envision the bubble, the circular auric bubble that surrounds you, encapsulates you within the center of this field and use your breath and your imagination and visualization to expand it on the inhale and gently draw it in close to the exhale on the exhale and just feel that opening out into the space and the anchoring back into the center and again we just want to develop a rhythm with it this rhythm creates a resonant frequency a vibrational resonance that is your signature and the way that i like to think about it is that and this gets really sci-fi and you know i talk a lot about sci-fi movies but you could visualize it that the energy that when we and when we are anchored in, in our center of gravity and we focus We can project energy into the field that surrounds us. And this energy becomes like rippling waves of our essence. And that essence is, it carries the signature of our presence. So if I'm off center or in a negative state of mind or a detrimental state of mind, so to speak, that resonant frequency is going to carry. A, you know, and on the other side of that, if I'm anchored and centered in my field and I'm feeling grounded and neutral, not even happy, but just neutral, that ripple effect has way, it can carry, I mean, it carries that, that neutrality through, the present, through its presence. The essence of our rippling energy of the energy that comes from us. I mean, just know this about time and space in you that your existence is vibrating a pulsing resonant frequency. It's vibrating and communicating your presentness or lack thereof. This is why the core calibration practice is so deep and profound. And it's very important in this time and space right here on earth. These days, moving into the Aquarian age, which we are on the cusp of, this is about honing into our center of gravity, finding clarity in our vibration, in our strength, strength of heart, strength of mind, strength of spirit, knowing thyself, being willing to accommodate and adjust accordingly to what kind of feedback we're being given, but also responsibly vibrating and rippling a presence that's helpful or neutral. Neutral at the, at least helpful at the best. But if you're on the other spectrum of that, Pulsing and vibrating, the negative, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, like, I don't even want to. It's hard to call it good and bad, you know. These are all. It's all varying spectrum, and there's not a right or wrong to it. But what's fun, what should be fun about this, is that we're getting a sense of we we want to start to to actually use this more. We want to use these skills to help us be better humans to have a positive influence on the day-to-day world we live in. I, I do not underestimate, and please, in, for, your, for the own good of humanity and life on earth now, please do not underestimate the power of you, your presence, your radiance, your resonant frequency, the vibration and the light that you hold is powerful. And that's what this time is about, is really taking our power back. I'm looking for self-empowerment, self-trust, self-acknowledgement. I want some contentment in my life, right? I want some fulfillment in my life. And I, I use this word contentment very much on purpose. It is one of my new favorite words that I learned in the last few years. I feel like I never knew that word until the last few years, that's when one of the lessons I've been given. We all have one. What I, what I ha- the contentment is, is a satisfaction and a happiness. And the word happiness is, is, I love that word. It's also, it can be triggering for some, but it also can be extremely, like, I use happiness a lot and I use love a lot. Those are big words that have a lot of varying degrees in meaning. But I like the word, you know, this is just, I'm going to use it. I'm not going to stop. I'm all about the power of the word and the sound that comes in the frequency and the vibration that comes through me. So I'm being super intentional about my word choices and my language and my speech and the way that I'm spelling, the way I'm making, the way I'm spelling life. Just recognize that the vibration and the language reflects it's going to penetrate into the field and it's going to it's going to eventually bounce back and reflect to us what we're getting what we're giving is what we're getting and so that's this whole idea around contentment is that a satisfaction an inner peace a neutrality a presentness that is founded in satisfaction has the potential for happiness has the potential for grace has the potential for a lot of things and so in the past, I've talked about in the past, i you may have heard me, st- they talk about, um, this phrase that my friend deeds, what up deeds, she uses this phrase, she coined this phrase waves of funk. This was years ago, like decade ago, <laughs> maybe more. And, uh, it's a good phrase for when things are funky and there's some waves of funk and you just know that there are waves that we can be, that can be caught and that can be ridden or can be, let them just pass by. Cause it's just a wave. Well, same thing occurs in the other end of the spectrum. I was kind of, I've been, it just came to me in the last few, I was trying to think of one of another of the opposite pole of what that would be. Um, a few months back, I was really almost making my brain hurt overthinking <laughs> and it just occurred to me this last few days. I'm like, Hey, it's waves of contentment. And I like it too, because it's waves They come, it comes in waves. And so I, I, I want us to get the hang of the fact that like we're in this cyclical nature of life and that when the waves come, like just like the moon waxes and wanes, if we learn to ride these waves and we understand where we are in relationship to the wave or the cycle, then we can maximize our experience with it. And it's something that's really, it's been a superpower for me and throughout my life, but I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting good at this you know, I feel like I'm, I'm like polishing my fingernails. Um, you know, I feel like I'm getting good at this and I hope you are too. This is kind of the thing. Like these are the days moving into this next, I mean, 2023 is the embodiment. Like we have to act it out. It's Mars going direct is all about that. It's like, what did you learn? How do you engage in the world and how are you going to show up? Because there's been a lot of reflection, a lot of growth, There's been a lot of transmutation and transformation. And many of us can look at ourselves in the mirror and know that we are not the same person that we were last season, let alone the last few years. You know what I mean? There's been a tremendous amount of change. So looking for these waves of contentment in opposition to sometimes the waves of funk that occur, because they both do, there's cycles, and when we learn to gather a little bit of energy and satisfaction and appreciation and grace and gratitude, do you see how like that spectrum, I just can ride that wave right into a whole uplifting perspective and, and spectrum of language and emotion. So it's super deep and it's super fun too. It's about playing with it. So this is kind of the thing is it, I, I feel like with the uh, it's funny I don't like to talk about the new year <laughs> and i I don't you know like i'll I'll say happy New Year whatever I'm not gonna be like a humbug person but I just am so I get like my hairs in the back of my next stand up when I start talking about the Gregorian calendar, because I feel like it's been such a construct. It's been a constricting construction that's held us or held humanity in a time and space in a mind thought space that is limiting and unfulfilling. And, uh, it feels like it's a, it's a little bit of a hamster wheel wheel. And it's, I, again, it's kind of, it's not lost on me that there's, there's a cosmic, you know, things, cosmic synchronicities abound. And I just recently had a new, I just recently had a birthday. And so it's kind of funny that this time that I, my soul came into earth at this time of year to start a new, a new year in sync with the Gregorian year, because the way I live and the way I think, I honestly, I don't, I wouldn't even have a relationship to it if it weren't for the fact that my birth, that I actually experience a brand new number around the same time as the new year. And so that's kind of, I just had that realization this, this year. I was like, that's, that's kind of, that's a, that's pretty cool to think about. So that's my perspective. And What I love though, what I love about the new beginning of it all is that we have, we always have another chance to start again. And this occurs once a month, the new beginning and a new moon. And a full moon is that maximum potential. And then the energy starts to wane. And, you know, I, I talk about this every sesh. This is my thing. We wax, we wane. It's the sun, the moon the earth and our perspective in relationship to those. And the way that I'm looking at this, this moment right now, it feels the most divine in its timing. I feel like we have an incredible opportunity to make evolutionary leaps and bounds in our progression towards, towards fulfillment, soul fulfillment like reaching our soul mission, our soul purpose, so to speak. And I use using the word soul a lot because I'm, it has a lot of this divine timing and being able to live in rid- rhythm, to be able to live in rhythm in order to catch these cosmic waves is dependent on our understanding of the nature of the sun and the moon that wax and that wane that we talk about every year, but spe- or every month, but specifically the The nodes of the moon, the nodes of the moon are, are incredible teachers in guidance, guideposts for evolutionary, for our evolutionary journey. I call the nodes of the moon, the evolutionary pathways. And we'll get into this in a moment, but there's some cosmic, there, there are some incredibly cosmic moments coming up in the next week or so the next couple weeks, really, as this moon phases towards the new moon, we're going to experience, we're going to have opportunities to, to really not only heal ourselves on a, on a really deep level, but to really, but to be able to, to capture insight into future ways of using our resources and resourcing energy resourcing money, resourcing creativity, resourcing the things that we find most meaningful. It's like we have an opportunity to resource ourselves, to restock ourselves. In addition to that, there is an incredible upgrade that can come through these next few weeks as far as being able to use our intuition at such heightened degrees that our self-trust becomes fortified on a grand scale. And that this is what we're gonna need is more self-trust, more intuition, more strength to know ourselves, know our right, to know ourselves, know our center, know our chart, <laughs> know our cosmic alignments. So that we can maximize the moment, maximize divine moments, divine timing in order to be more in sync with life for living in rhythm. This is the, this is my favorite stuff. This is my favorite thing to talk about in case you didn't know. (laughs) So, but before we get into the nodes, there's so much to talk about, but before we get into the nodes, that was just a little preview. Let's talk about the sun for a moment, the sun and the moon, because the sun is now in the middle to late phase of Capricorn. We have another two weeks max in with the sun in the zodiac sign of Capricorn. And I just wanted to say that shout out to all the Capricorn energy this year. It has been this, this Capricorn season has been so healing for me as a Capricorn to, to witness how much anchoring and And uh, there's just some solid individuals, you know, like I just have to say like that goat is no, it's just, it doesn't mess around, you know? And, uh, if you know Capricorns, if you have any caps in your life besides me, just give them a little nod because they're at the, they play the game caps when I'm starting to appreciate and respect kind of always known it, but I've been impatient, but, I bet my there's like my Libra makes me impatient, but the truth is, is the Capricorn is the most patient. It is the most patient sign of the Zodiac, truly. And because it's taking its time with that Saturn focus as Saturn being the planetary ruler of Capricorn, there is this brilliant capacity to focus and consolidate and take its time to be so precise, to be so pristine. And I always go back to the planets. If you just look at the way the structure of the planet, of the Saturn, of Saturn itself, with its pristine rings and its beautiful colors and the the geometric shapes on the on the pole, the north and south pole. I mean, check that, planet it out. It's it's so gorgeous and the the thing that the way I like to think of it is the the amount of focus, precision and discipline that goes into creating that form, that cosmic form. That's some that's some serious business. So on a another on a level, this is how the Capricorn energy works. It's very much about honing in and consolidating and bringing forth this 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 wisdom not only from like the books like not just book wisdom but street wisdom spiritual wisdom discernment creativity emotional intelligence mental intelligence connection to earth connection to the, all that is life i just walked back through the zodiac through that description I'll walk forward now, just in case you missed it, but you know, when you go through the Zodiac, you can learn, you can see the evolution of the signs. It always starts in Aries, the beginning of the Zodiac. That's where the spark of life comes through in Taurus. It has a third dimensional sensory experience where it's manifesting, creating in an earthly plane through sensory experience, which is super indulgent by the way. By the time it gets to Gemini, it's more of a mental indulgence. It's indulging in the thought process, the gathering of data, the gathering of ideas, starting to integrate concepts and from from outside feedbacks and ideas and, and data. It's data and details. So it's gathering that and it gets very mental, mentally creative. Through that, there's a transformation into the sign of cancer, which is an emotional creativity and emotional intelligence. The Cancerian sign is a very is, is all about tuning into the intuition and the feeling and the sensing and the emoting that occurs in hum- in the human experience in life. From that, There's a consolidation that occurs in the sign of Leo, which gives it power and creativity. There's a sense of rulership and ownership of, of the mind of the heart or emotions of the third dimensional world I can create and I'm inspired through the Aries. So there's this Leo comes with Leo comes the, the empowerment and the creativity that stems from the fact that we're becoming more aware through our senses, through our mind, through our emotions. And then as it transitions into the sign of Virgo, there's this beautiful integration that occurs again that's almost a humbling and a nourishing. It's a neutralizing and nourishing effect. It brings forth this discernment. So it's it starts to critically analyze in in Think about and feel through and sense it. It kind of works all the skill sets and sees how it can't set things aside from one another. It's a discernment. It's a precision. It's the first time where we really start to get more precision into the into the story, into the evolutionary story. So, after that precision and discernment occurs, after this critical thinking, processing the creativity and the emotions in the mind. Then comes the interaction, the inner relationship that occurs, the interpersonal relationships that occur in Libra. Libra is all about the other, outside feedback. Now, how does this creativity, these feelings, these thoughts, these ideas that I have affect the outside of me? Because not everybody sees it like I do. And so Libra brings a balancing within that outside field. Then we get to Scorpio and through Scorpio, we can learn to finesse and use, use it in a mat. It's about Scorpio is about breaking down. It's decomposing. It's a decomposition. It's dissolving and decomposing in order to gather the most potent nutrients, the most important things possible. It's a a filtering effect. It transmutes and changes it to a place, to something that is useful. And that process can be magical to some degree because you can, you can see something that was so much, there was so much, and then it gets dissolved and disintegrated and into nutrient, base nutrients. It's so powerful. Then we get to to Sagittarius, where there's a higher thinking, a higher thought process. There's an external experience of higher mind, higher experiences of language, of culture, of worldly experience, it's travel, it's high, it's, it's the university level. It's like high level thinking and philosophizing and interacting with on a, on a cultural level. Really, this is where we start to learn a little bit more about that outside of ourselves on a higher level. The Capricorn takes what it learns from itself, what it learned from the other, that higher mind, that magical, decomposition of what is most meaningful, most important. And it takes that and it turns it into solid gold, baby. (laughs) And it turns it, it turns it into power, another form of power, a rock solid earthly power. It turns it into something we can build on. There as, as we start to understand ourselves and the world outside of ourselves, we become not only more comfortable with who we are on the planet, but we also become more comfortable with how we are in the planet. And that's really cool because it's the, the whole thing with Capricorn is that they, it's a mastering, it's a mastering and an education of it's, it's a mastering in a, in a, stepping into power and authority of all that has become come before it. And so there's so much wisdom and appreciation for what has come, but also there's a, a, such a confident sense of knowing and anchoring in order to build something new because Aquarius is coming after that. And we have to start thinking about the future from there. So this, the Capricorn energy is all about like getting to that top of the mountain and realizing I've seen like purveying the field and seeing what do I want to build? Where do I want to build it? I know a lot. I have a lot. It's time to build. And so we've been working on this for the last few years. The, I, I could do a whole node. I could do a whole session on the nodes and I will eventually, but, but, what i want to say is that we we just had a full nodal experience in the in the capricorn and cancerian pole and it's incredible to me how much like this that the capricorn cancerian axis is what has really shown me in my living and rhythm how vital working the nodal axis it can be in m- keeping me moving forward keeping me on the trail moving towards the future, moving towards meeting my goals, keeping my mind clear and my heart clear without getting confused by all the outside feedback. The nodes have been my guide. So last thing I want to say about the, I just have to say the moon is half, half that we're waning from that full moon that was in cancer towards a half moon. And I just watch the moon, folks. Please watch the moon because you will get such a deep, Understanding of this wax and wane that I'm talking about. Knowing when to pull back, knowing when to push forward. The moon shows this, it reflects it to us on a monthly basis. And so the waning effect is the pulling in. And when you see a moon waning, it's always going to be the left side that's illuminated. So just watch that left side of the moon be illuminated while the right side is dark. And little by little, the moon will go dark. It's, we're waning towards the new moon. So keep an eye on that. Okay, so as I said before, Mars is going direct after being in retrograde since October. And it is moving forward. Mars is our assertion, our engagement, the way we, we assert and move in life, really. It's, a, it's the movement. I feel like this Mars going direct is activating the nodal axis of the Taurus and the North node in Taurus and the South node in Scorpio. So I'm going to break down this, the cosmic alignments with degrees, and then I'll give you my interpretation. And I'm doing this because if you, I'm hoping that you know your chart, I'm hoping that you're practicing learning your chart and at least, you know, I mean, you do your best, You do your best to know and learn your, your chart and your degrees. And then when I'm dropping this info, you can make connections and see if it has any more potency or or relevance to your, your chart specific. What I will say, even if you don't know your chart, this is, this is a collective thing that we're all going through. So it doesn't matter if you know your chart or not, this is relevant. Okay. So first we have the North node at 10 degrees in Taurus. It's conjunct Uranus at 15 degrees, but basically the North node is in Taurus, the South node is in Scorpio, and the moon is going to be squaring it at exactly 10 degrees in the sign of Leo. So the the nodes, basically the North node is the future, the South node is the past. This is the axis of our love and our power. The axis of love and power is Taurus and Scorpio. Now that's going to be squaring and activating the moon, which is our intuition. Then we have the next day, the nodes squaring Venus, the future and the past, squaring our value systems, our love, our appreciation, the things that we find most meaningful and and the things that we love the deepest in this life are rooted in Venus. There are our value systems, our monies, our energy, our hearts. The nodes, the past and the future, and the axis of love and power are squaring our values. Then after that, the next day or so after that, the node, the north node trines the moon. So it went from a square to a harmonizing trine. And on top of that, it's going to trine Mercury as well, which is our communication. So we have intuition, communication, value systems, Mm -hmm. and then the future and the past. The last really interesting cosmic thing that happens is with this trine, so it goes from the square to the trine, this trine in Earth is going to help us ground and really we're going to be able to third dimension. There's a third dimensional angle here. So it has to do with Matt. For me, the way I'm looking at this is it has to do with the manifesting the future that we want to see and how important it is for us to tune into our intuition, our emotional state, our passions, the things that we find resonant, the things that we find most meaningful to, to, to take a deep connection to that and start to use this opportunity to push a little harder, to push a little further into the future. And what is that? What do I mean by this? Here's the thing with the North node, it's full steam ahead. We, that's the future. The South node is the past and what you might find, there's going to be a little bit, there may be I mean, it's not 100% guaranteed, but there might be uh, some opportunities for backsliding (laughs) or there are opportunities to leap, to to make cosmic leaps, to ride a wave into the future, into an evolutionary perspective that you thought was maybe just a pipe dreamer or a hope or a prayer. I mean, we can catch these waves and move into the future if we dare. And it, the, the thing, the way that I look at this is these nodal aspects, they occur, they the, basically the nodes of the moon will not be here again for another 18 years. They'll have an opposition in nine years, but we're in a moment right now to tune into our higher sense of intuition, a higher sense of our value systems to be able to really ground our, our insight and our prayers for, for the future to really put work them into the future. We have this opportunity. This It's a big window right now. And when I look at the astrology, it's like, this is a window like this won't come around again for maybe nine years, if not 18. <laughs> so no pressure. Um, but, but the good news is, is I have a feeling that you're already working on it. And so it's not so much about if you're going to make the leap, it's, it's, will you stay with it? Because with the South node square stuff, it, the, here's the way I describe it. Sometimes I feel like when I'm about to make a big evolutionary jump, or if I'm about to really accomplish something, I've been honing in and focusing on for a long time. What I have found is that if I don't if, if right at that edge before I'm about to change and solidify and anchor into that new practice or that new vision or that new thought, whatever it is, if I, if I don't meet, if I allow myself to not, if I basically at that edge, there's all kinds of slips and slides. Like I feel like the universe tests you. Are you sure you want to change? Are you sure you want to make this official? Because if you make this official, then you're you there's no going back. And so sometimes it's more comfortable to go back, to just be like, I'm gonna be, you know, like actually just forget it. I'll go back to the old ways. I actually don't want to change. This has been too much hard work. And that's kind of the way I look at it, is like right before you change, it gets harder. But only to make it easier, once you cross that line, you're in forever. You don't have, there's there's you don't you can you don't have to go back. So just recognize that if you're close to transformation and change, there are, there are little loopholes built into the system, so to speak, into the cosmic system that will give you an opportunity to fall back. That's the self note stuff. So challenge yourself or don't challenge yourself. Just, just make a commitment to yourself, make a commitment to yourself to double down and to go forward, to 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 press forward to be brave enough and clear enough and strong enough to keep moving forward anyway make the change there's still time to make change we still have the time so do it now and how you can do that I just want to say this last thing the north node being in Taurus is very much about the the Taurus is about the third dimensionality this is manifesting this is tuning into our senses nurturing our our sight our smell our taste our ears our touch our intuition our sense of feeling you know so have fun with life and have fun with the things that inspire you and and speak to your senses and trust that that will keep you moving on the path towards the north node towards the future you know into the future onward so we don't backslide no more backsliding y'all okay and so Last last thing I want to say is that I'm offering a special four sessions for astrological um, cosmic synchronization sessions. If you go to the website and you schedule it, the use the discount code SYNC twenty three capitals all caps S Y N C twenty three SYNC twenty three will get you a little discount for a reading. If that's something that you're interested in, to help get your your soul shine on and to to customize your own. Living in rhythm practice. So let me know if that's something that you want to do. And besides that, you know, just use this opportunity to make some, to to catch this, some evolutionary waves, some cosmic waves that will carry you into the new, the new future, the thing, the world that we want to see. I mean, we are building it one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. Now we're building a new future. So Use this. May this week give you an opportunity to catch these cosmic waves and ride them into a beautiful, bright future that we can all be prosperous, healthy, happy, hip. You know, we're just living in rhythm, y'all. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that you do. And just know I love you. Take good care, and have a blast catching these waves. Much love, y'all. Peace.